This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, helping the people of the world to live healthy lives. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. Mental illness can take many forms just as physical illnesses do, and many people still fear mental illness. However, if we help individuals learn more about mental illness, we can help more people heal from it and we can reduce the stigma. This year's CMHA's Mental Health Week starts on May 2nd to May 8th, and it's all about empathy. So my guest today is Kathy Cowan of the CMHA's York and South Simcoe branch. Thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. So since many people are unaware of what mental illness is and their subcategories, actually many people don't even know that they're suffering from mental, mental illness if it goes untreated, Let's start with defining mental illness. Sure. So it's interesting because mental health and mental illness are often used interchangeably, but they're not the same thing, as you know. So mental illnesses are often characterized by alterations in thinking, mood, or behaviors associated with distress and impaired functioning. So just like a physical illness, mental illness includes physical changes to our brain function, physiology, and impacts our overall health. And, and mental illness doesn't go away on its own. It is a serious health problem that requires treatment and sometimes long-term management. And I like that you defined the difference between the two because I agree. I feel like we're using mental health and mental illness interchangeably, and there is a distinct difference. And we must focus on the treatment options for mental illness. But before we do that, let's define the different or let's categorize different mental illnesses because there are many. Sure. Um, There are many. So some of the common groups of mental illnesses would include anxiety disorders, mood disorders, eating disorders, psychotic disorders, personality disorders, even dementia. And so when let's talk about the CMHAA and the different branches. So you are from the local branch, York and South Simcoe, but it's part of a larger conglomerate, which is nationwide. Exactly. So the Canadian Mental Health Association is the most established, most extensive community mental health organization in Canada. I'm a little biased. Um, And our local branch in York Region and South Simcoe is one of the fastest growing branches of the Canadian Mental Health Association across the country. And in fact, last year, we served more than 42,000 individuals. Uh, But we know with a community the size of York Region, South Simcoe, that there's many more people that we can help. And and our goal really is to provide mental health for all. Right now, we offer more than 30 free mental health and addiction services and programs for youth, adults, and family caregivers in our community. Mental health has been on the rise since pandemic, since COVID-19. Do you agree with that? Unfortunately, yes. Um, we, we, our studies have shown an almost 20% increase in the people seeking mental health support, so even since last winter. And according to our surveys, one in four people in Ontario are seeking help for their mental health challenges right now. So we're really pleased that they're getting the help they need. But what's concerning is that an, a recent national survey we did showed that one in five Canadians acknowledge that they need mental health support as we're coming out of the pandemic, but they don't know how to access it. And so that's why we so appreciate your time today in talking about mental health and the local resources available in our community so that more people in our community can find the help that they need. 
And so do we, could it possibly be that more people are understanding that they might be suffering from a mental illness, whereas previously they weren't sure what it is, what they're feeling? Is it possible that we're getting the word out there that mental illness is nothing to be ashamed of? It's something that is treatable. And I think that's the key, that we can treat mental illness. I agree. I think one thing that has come out of the pandemic is I think there has been a lot more discussion about mental health and mental illness. And I think people are, you know, more in tune with when they need help. And I think that that is, you know, if there is a silver lining, that is a silver lining and that people are more aware of it and they are more willing to to put their hand up and look for help, which is so important. And I think another very important point that we often overlook is that mental mental illness affects people of all ages. So what would be the youngest age that somebody might seek mental health or that the you know Canadian Mental Health Association sees clients or patients? Sure. Well, just like everyone has physical health, everyone has mental health. So, you know, right from a young age, it's something it's something that we all need to be in tune with. In terms of the Canadian Mental Health Association's programs in our community, we start um, our programs start for people t- years at 12 and up. And so if a child is, you know, experiencing some form of mental illness, is it would it would they be the ones taking the initiative or is it generally parents? Do they are they able to come on their own? Um, is it something that they can seek out on their own without letting anybody know? What what is the protocol? We have a range of programs for youth in our community, um, and and a mix of both to what your you know to to your question. So we have some programs where parents would enroll them, although um, their their discussions would remain confidential between the youth and and their counselor. And we have other programs that are entirely of a of a youth's own uh, volition. Uh, for example, we have something called Mobies, which is a mobile walk-in clinic for youth that goes to schools as well as various appointments or around York Region, South Simcoe, where um, people age 12 to 15 can go and, you know, pop in for a visit, talk to the nurse practitioner, talk to the peer support specialist, and talk about what's on their minds and really can explore that on their own time in their own way, which is just a, a fantastic program that we get such um, great feedback on. And so as a as a health professional, you know, I talk and promote and advocate for uh, prevention. Is it the same case with mental illness and overall mental health? Absolutely. Um, you know, we know that about 70% of mental illness starts in childhood and adolescence. And, and we say that early identification and intervention are a person's best opportunity for recovery and mental health. But it's just like a physical, um, a physical injury or illness, if you will. You know, the sooner you can address mental health or mental illness, the, the sooner you can be on your road to recovery. And that makes a lot of sense. And I like that you are able to associate it with a physical illness because physical illnesses come and go and the way we handle them are different for different individuals depending on what they can handle. So I like that analogy and I think it's really effective at letting people know that you can treat, and I like to repeat this because we can treat mental illnesses with a lot of help, patience, and removing the stigma I think is really important. Absolutely. 
And so let's talk about, let's go in detail about what uh, programs are offered at CMHA. So let's talk about parents first. So if you are a parent who may have a, who has a child who you may feel is suffering from a mental illness, can a parent reach out to, uh, you know, enroll in different services and get help? Absolutely. So there's a, a we have a range of programs. So there's a way there's a range of ways of of applying to be part of those programs. So one way is you can get a referral from your doctor um, to get into some of the programs, depending on the, the nature of support that your child would need. Um, there's also a drop-in schedules that are available, for example, for the Moby's bus that I mentioned earlier that are posted on our website. Um, so. Um, that the, the parent can can you know bring their child or encourage their child to go to one of the locations or even set up a virtual appointment um, with those mental health um, experts to to talk through their challenges. Um, so and and also for parents talking about parents, we also have family caregiver support programs, which is often really important for parents uh, when when their when their children, even you know if they're older children, are experiencing mental health challenges. It's so important for for parents to get the support they need as well. And so if we're looking at somebody you know who who's maybe shy and who doesn't, or, or maybe because of the you know the pandemic is uncomfortable with being. Um, you know, physically attending meetings or sessions. Are you also still offering virtual? Yes, we are. Absolutely. Our Moby's um, walk-in clinic that I mentioned earlier has in-person visits, but they also have uh, scheduled virtual appointments that you can schedule so that, that, that the youth can do one-on-one appointments in the comfort of their own home, and those can be scheduled on a weekly basis. And we have to schedule for those and the sign-up sheets on our website. When we come back, Mental Health Week is coming up on May 2nd to May 8th, and it's all about empathy. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Kathy and I were discussing the different tools, different treatment options for mental illness. And we all know that with the right programs, team of healthcare providers, and a large community effort, we can remove the stigma around mental illness and help anyone who may be suffering. So this week, this year is, I think, the 71st annual uh, Mental Health Week coming up May 2nd to May 8th. Is that right? I think so. Wow, that's impressive. It is amazing. And I can't believe that, you know, we've been talking about mental health for that long. And uh, we're finally, I feel, starting to make headway. And this year, Mental Health Week is dedicated to empathy. So talk, let's talk about why it's dedicated to empathy and why it's so important to be empathetic. Well, it's been a hard few years for everyone. Uh, so we want Mental Health Week to really be the catalyst for conversations and continuing those conversations about all of our mental health. And part of the theme for this year's Mental Health Week is encouraging people to get real with each other and talk about how you're really, truly feeling. But we know that a piece of that can't happen if you don't have someone to listen to or if you don't have someone who is a good listener to to be part of those conversations. So, you know, part of this our theme of empathy is really talking to people about, 
you know, how to be an empathetic listener and how to acknowledge what your friends and family are going through and letting people know it's okay, you don't have to fix it. When, when your loved one is telling you about their feelings and their concerns, you don't have to fix it. You don't need to offer a solution. Just genuinely listen. And, you know, by, by, not, by letting them share or letting them vent, it can really make all the difference. And so it sounds to me like the conversation this year and this coming upcoming week is going to be shifting from focusing on the individual who may be suffering with mental illness to how we as family and friends and co-workers can support somebody who may be suffering from mental illness. Absolutely. And so during the week of, you know, Mental Health Week, what are some of the services, programs being offered and some of the campaigns that are going to be going on? We have lots going on this week, so it's it's a very exciting time. And uh, one of the things, you know, talking about um, our empathy theme is for tips on being more empathetic and becoming a better listener, uh, you can visit the website at mentalhealthweek.ca, and they have some fantastic articles and tips on how we can all be better listeners. So I think those are great tools. Um, also, our branch will all week be sharing information about local programs on our social media. So we invite you to uh, follow us and share our resources so that people know where to get local support. And we also have an exciting uh, virtual event planned for Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. It's, uh, it's called Retrain Your Brain, and we're going to be discussing cognitive behavioral therapy and how it works. Everyone is welcome, and you can find more information and registration information. It's free on our social media channels as well. And so those are the ways that we should all be supporting mental health, mental wellness, and mental illness is just by being as involved as we can. And encouraging conversation. I I think, and you know, it's a two-way conversation. So I think it's encouraging your loved ones to talk and share, but it's also you need to also, you know, kind of gauge your personal mental health and and share that as well, because it's a two-way street. And so you, there's so many, obviously, there's so many volunteers who are involved in, you know, the Canadian Mental Health Association. How important are volunteers? Because I feel like this conversation is about, you know, helping mental illness. But if we don't band together and create community, then our efforts aren't going to be as productive. So how important are volunteers? And if anybody is wanting to become a volunteer or help out in any way, how can they do that? Oh my goodness, we have the best volunteers. Uh, you know, as a nonprofit organization, our volunteers are critical to, to our operations. And even during the pandemic, we had more than 100 volunteers support our operations through a variety of roles, you know, ranging from peer support to helping run programs to assisting with marketing and fundraising to, you know, participating on our board, of course, and committees. And we really wouldn't be able to do what we do without our volunteers. And for those who are interested in volunteering, there's a, on our website, where we have a whole volunteer section, and we detail some of the volunteer opportunities that are currently available. And so that's, that's amazing. And I love the idea that we're creating, a, you know, a space for everyone to be involved, because it may not be you today suffering from a mental illness, but, you know, with the right tools, you might be able to heal more quickly because you've already had an experience through somebody else. I love the community effort. I think it's really, really important. And so I noticed that you also, um, on the website, offer corporate training and workshops. Now, are those designed for um, employers, 
um, to help their employees deal with the different stresses that may be going on in their lives around, you know, the pandemic or anything really? Absolutely. We have uh, an extensive list of corporate training sessions that we offer to companies, but also local organizations uh, to help their employees, um, you know, become more familiar with, with mental health. So we have a mental health first aid, we have um, suicide prevention uh, training, um, you know, sort of even programs on sort of reducing anxiety and stress in the workplace. So we have a, a whole list of different topics um, that we can come in and present on based on our expertise and also knowledge of the community as well. So um, we have had fantastic feedback on those programs from, from the many employers that we work with in York Region, so Simcoe. So those are a fantastic way to really help educate your, your teams about of mental health and, and how they can help to improve. And when we're talking about um, helping uh, employers and creating uh, an environment that is good for the employees, do you also feel and encourage or promote that, you know, your staff, your team gets involved and instead of isolating, because, you know, we are so familiar with younger kids being bullied and developing mental illness from that. But I feel like it can also happen in the workplace among adults where we need to teach people to be um, empathetic and, of course, to be sensitive around and to what somebody else might be experiencing in their lives. And that is one of the, the key points around some of our community and education training programs is exactly that. It's, it's about the importance of working as a team and looking at anxiety and, and recognizing people's um, challenges and, and triggers so that we can all be more sensitive to that because we do spend so much time in the workplace. We want to make sure that those environments are as healthy as, as in our you know, homes and in, with our loved ones. And so I'm sure that over the years, there are some amazing stories that have come out of the services being offered uh, through CMHA. Do you have any stories that kind of stick out in your mind that we can share with listeners? You know, I don't have one that jumps up, but I think, you know, probably at least once a week, we get a, an email or a letter from someone who is writing to tell us how we help their lives, how we change their lives for the better. And that's the most rewarding thing of all. And sometimes, you know, it'll be someone who's been out of the program for a couple of years, who's now reflecting back and is a different place in their life because of the help that we've been able to provide to them. And, and that's the most rewarding part of all. And I think that would be the, the, the end-all, be-all. Like, I mean, that would be an amazing feeling to know that you helped somebody be able to, re to live their life to the fullest. So my next question is, if you become, if you're utilizing services and you're part of a program, are you part of the program for life or can you come and go as needed? How does that work? Of course, you can come and go as, as needed as you'd like to. Um, there are some, because we have such a wide variety of programs, some of our programs are, you know, eight sessions. So some of them are in limited time. Some of them are, you know, will, will last for years. It really depends on the level of support that the individual needs. Before we wrap up, let's just reiterate the week of May 2nd to 8th, which is just coming up. What can we expect to see? Where can we find all the information? So if I was interested in learning more or maybe volunteering, is that still an opportunity? 
Um, absolutely. And actually, one of the things that we are looking, actively looking for volunteers for right now is you may have heard of Mental Health in Motion. So Mental Health in Motion is the biggest fundraiser for youth mental health in our community. Uh, it is run by CMHA, and we uh, will be offering in-person as well as virtual options uh, to participate this year. So we're very excited to get to see people in person again. So, of course, because we're doing the in-person event on June 12th, and Newmarket, we need volunteers to come and help us um, uh, organize that event. So we'll invite people to walk, run, cycle to raise money for local youth mental health programs. So if people are interested in volunteering for that, they absolutely can sign up on our website. And our website is cmha-yr.on.ca. And if we wanted to, I mean, I know this is a big week coming up, but I mean, the services and the profound work that CMHA is doing all year long, it, it doesn't stop. So what other events could you possibly be offering if there's anything that somebody might, an, um, an event or some sort of a community service event that's going on? What are some of the other events going on throughout the year? Um, so definitely, I think for Mental Health Week, if, you know, the couple of key things that I would recommend is go visit mentalhealthweek.ca. As I mentioned, it's got some fantastic resources that will help you become a more empathetic listener and communicator. I learned um, some great tips myself from reading the content, so highly recommend visiting mentalhealthweek.ca. Um, we will be sharing uh, information about our local programs in New York Region um, over the next week for Mental Health Week. So, you know, we would love it if you followed us on social media and shared uh, some of those the information about our programs locally. And, and then finally, we are also having an event on Wednesday night called Retrain Your Brain, where we'll be discussing cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy and how it works. Um, and you can find more information about that event on our social media channels. That's amazing. And if you had to give one message to anyone who might be contemplating whether they are suffering from a mental illness, what would be that message? I think my message would be... Um, so it's okay to not be okay. And and if you're feeling off, if you've been going a couple of weeks where you're just not feeling yourself, talk to someone. Um, I think I think to your point, you know, there's been so much conversation about mental health, especially over the last two years. Um, it's okay to talk about it. You know, I think there's been a lot of work done to reduce stigma. And so the, the first most important step is talking about it. So talk to a loved one. Um, if, if you're not comfortable doing that, talk to one of your physicians or your healthcare providers or, you know, call, call us, call the Canadian Mental Health Association. We have a uh, supportive telephone counseling line that runs Monday to Friday, um, totally free. We're here to listen to you as well. So, you know, the most important thing for me, I think, is, is just, you know, if, if you're not feeling yourself, talk about it as a first step. I love that. And I love the idea that this year we are focusing on empathy and we should all be empathetic to ourselves and to everyone around us. Kathy, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. If listeners want to learn more about CMHA or get help, how can they do that? Visit our website at cmha-yr.on.ca. It's a long one. Or you can visit us on social media and we're at CMHA York. 
I'm looking forward to Mental Health Week. And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or my website, ClaudiaMachiella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.